How's everybody this morning? Wake up enjoying that snow on the ground? Yeah, right, there you go. Well, winter has arrived, but hey, seriously, uh, as Paul was saying, we're gonna do, uh, a couple of people are gonna be baptized this morning, and uh, I've been looking forward to this for a while since I knew that we were planning to do this. And I think for me, uh, probably the most exciting part about baptisms at Renaissance is that we get to hear a little bit of the story of each of the person, uh, each of the people who are being baptized. And this morning, we're gonna have uh, two people who will be baptized, and so we're gonna get to hear just a little bit of their stories of how God has been working in our lives. And uh, if you think about it, each of us has a unique story. We're all different, and each of us has uh, our own story. And baptism pictures the intersection of our stories with Jesus' story. And at that point of intersection is where God transforms our lives. And so we get to be here. We get to be part of celebrating with two people this morning who are going to share with us just a little bit about what God has done in their lives. And I have witnessed uh, countless baptisms uh, in my years as a follower of Christ. And each one, it's a, it's a little different. Sometimes people talk about how God has cleansed them from their sin and from their guilt. And actually, a couple of weeks ago, Christian did an entire message on how baptism pictures us being cleansed from our sin and from our guilt. And so that's sometimes people like to talk about that. Other times, people like to talk about how they're now part of a community, a community of like-minded followers of Jesus Christ. In fact, in the last service, one of the people who was baptized talked about how that was so important uh, to him. Other people talk about how they are now aligning themselves with Jesus' mission to rescue, to change, to, uh, re to, to rescue this broken world in which, we, in which we live and how they want to be part of that, that mission. And baptism pictures that as well. Other people talk about how for them, Baptism reminds them that they have new life in Jesus Christ. And so for them, it's a reminder of what God did when he sent his son to die on the cross, to rise again, so that they could have new life. For other people, it's identifying themselves with Jesus Christ in his death and his burial and his resurrection. And, and baptisms here, we do the person is completely submerged under the water. So it pictures them dying, being buried, and then being risen again. Uh, with Jesus Christ. And so for them, that's what baptism pictures. And I love hearing people's stories because I learn something about them. But I also learn something about God or I'm reminded of something about God that I already knew, but I need to be reminded over and over and over again. And sometimes I learn something about myself and I'm reminded of something that God has taught me and something that I need to hear again. And sometimes just hearing it from the lips of somebody else is all I need to have my faith, my faith in Christ strengthened because of what he's done in their lives as well. Some of you are somewhat familiar with my story. Uh, I grew up in a non-religious home. My father was Lutheran. My mother was Jewish. We didn't really celebrate uh, anything from a religious perspective. We would celebrate Christmas and Hanukkah both as secular holidays, and we didn't actually practice either Christianity or Judaism. We did practice transcendental meditation, and we did practice Pink Floyd and the Rolling Stones, but we didn't really practice any sort of formal uh, religion. And so for me, uh, when, the, when I was 13 years old, 
all of that changed because at that point, my entire family, my father, my mother, my brother and I encountered Jesus Christ really for the first time for any of us. And we learned that Christ had died on the cross for our sins, risen again so that we could have new life. And I remember when I first heard that, probably within 24 hours of hearing that for the first time, I actually put my faith in Christ and said, yeah, I believe that I'm broken, that I'm a sinner, that I am not perfect, and that there's nothing that I can do to make myself right with God. And so I looked to him and I turned to him and it changed my life. And within, I don't know, a month or so of that, my father got on the phone, picked, you know, back then phone books, remember those books that you used to get delivered as opposed to the internet. So this was a couple of years ago. You know, so he opens up the phone book, he looks for churches and he starts calling around and he says, hey, this is what I believe. Do you believe like I believe? And if you don't, can you tell me of a church that might believe like, like I believe here? And within two or three phone calls, he had found a Baptist church. So we started going to this Baptist church a couple of miles from our house. And being good Baptists, they like to talk about baptism. And so I'm pretty much every week, the pastor would say something about, you need to get baptized. So I'm hearing this and the pastor's saying, God wants you to be baptized. God says you should be baptized. And, and I was a good kid. I was a rule keeper. I studied hard. I obeyed my parents most of the time, at least when they were around. Mom's watching this on the uh, internet at this point, so you know she, can, she knows. But you know, I was a pretty good kid. And so when the pastor says you need to be baptized, I took that pretty seriously. And then he added, and by the way, Jesus says you need to be baptized, right? Uh, Matthew chapter 28, Jesus came to his disciples and he said, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. Keyword coming up, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey, another key word for this firstborn rule-keeping son here, to obey everything I've commanded you, and surely I'm with you always to the very end of the age. So pastor says, you gotta get baptized. Jesus says, you gotta get baptized. So what do I do? I said, okay, I'm gonna get baptized. Now, little problem here. At that church, when you would get baptized, you had to stand up and recite a verse or two from the Bible that you had memorized. And I wasn't so big on memorizing and reciting verses in front of people. And as I thought about it, I said, okay, they're gonna make me stand in this tub of water and there's gonna be hundreds, maybe thousands, maybe millions of people out there watching me in this church. And I don't know any of them, but the one thing that I do know is they all have the entire Bible memorized. And if I get up there and I recite my verse and I mess up even one word, they're all gonna know it. But worse than that, God is going to know it. And if I say the Bible wrong, God is going to get mad at me and I'm going to drown in that tank and go straight to hell. And so we're going to be in real trouble here, right? And that's, for me, what was going on. All right, maybe a slight exaggeration at, at that point. But I'm petrified here because I didn't want to displease God. I didn't want to mess this up. And the irony of the whole situation is that that is not the point of baptism. The point of baptism is that I'm saying God has done for me what I could never do for myself. He's pleased with me whether I recite the verse perfectly or not. And I knew that in my head, 
But the problem was I was so much trying to please people and trying to please him that I got a little bit confused in that situation. So to make a long story short, I stood up there, I recited my verses perfectly, I went down under the water, I came up, I was still alive, big smile on my face, everybody was excited, and I was so glad because I was able to publicly proclaim that Jesus Christ was my Lord and Jesus Christ was my Savior and that I wanted to follow after him. And in the days and the weeks and the months and the years since then, I've looked back and it's always been a great reminder to me of what Christ had done for me. Now, the irony of the whole thing is the two verses that I picked to, to memorize and to recite there talk so much about God's grace and, it's, and, and, and how God gives to us what we could never earn on our own. The book of Ephesians, the apostle Paul wrote a letter to Christians in the ancient city of Ephesus. And in chapter two, he writes, he says, it is by grace that you've been saved through faith. It's not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's not by works so that no one could boast. So I'm standing there and I'm afraid that if I don't say the right things, if I don't do the right things, that God and everybody else is gonna be mad at me. And forget everybody else, the key person in all of that is God. And yet the verse that I'm reciting says, that's not the way that God looks at me. It's not by works, it's not by baptism, it's not by recitation of the right verses, it's not by saying the right prayer. It's by faith in what God has done for me through Jesus Christ. And that's what we're proclaiming in baptism. And I loved that that's the verse that I chose. And it was really only recently that I realized the irony of that as I was preparing for, for this Sunday morning. I, I, I was talking to a couple of people and I was explaining to them a little bit of my story. And as I'm telling them, like, isn't it ironic that you're worried about doing the right thing and the verse that you recite is about, we don't have to do the right thing, we just have to trust the right person. And that's a lesson that I've had to remind myself of over and over and over again in the past 40 years, because I am the type of person that wants to do the right thing, and yet I have to keep reminding myself that no matter what I do, that's not the foundation of God's love for me. It's not about what I do, it's about what Jesus has done. And it's about the transformation that occurs when my story intersects with Jesus' story. And baptism pictures that transformational intersection. Romans chapter six, another letter that Paul wrote to Christians in the ancient city of Rome. Paul says, don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, so we too may live a new life. Jesus died, he was buried, he was raised again to new life. And when I put my faith in him, it's as if I died, as if I were buried, as if I were raised again to new life, not physically, but spiritually, and baptism pictures that. For, so for us, for we who are followers of Jesus Christ, 
baptism pictures our unity with Christ in his death, in his burial, and his resurrection. So when I put my faith in Jesus, I'm saying Jesus lived the life that I should have lived. Jesus died the death that I should have died. Jesus was raised from physical death so that I could be raised from spiritual death. His death brought me life. And baptism is a proclamation of that. It's a picture. It's a physical act that is depicting a spiritual reality. Baptism doesn't cleanse me. It celebrates the fact that I've already been cleansed because of what Christ has done. Baptism doesn't give me new life. It reminds me that I already have new life if I have faith in Jesus Christ. Baptism doesn't make me right with God. It celebrates that I'm already right with God because of what Jesus has done for me. And when I realize what Jesus has done for me, then desire replaces duty and love replaces fear. I don't have to obey God. I want to obey God because he has transformed me because he's given me new life, because he's changed my heart. And so I want to obey because I love him, because I know that he loves me. I don't have to obey in order to get him to love me. And for me, that concept was so revolutionary in my life. And it's one that I remind myself of over and over and over again. And so that's some of what excites me about baptism. What about you? What excites you about baptism? When we listen in a, in a few minutes as uh, Caroline and Garrett come up and they're baptized, they're going to tell us just a little bit about their stories of how God has worked in their, in their lives. I don't know what they're going to say, but I'm looking forward to it because I know that God has worked in each of us who is a follower of Jesus Christ, maybe in a slightly different way, but there's always something for me to appreciate, always something for me to learn, always something for me to be excited about. And so as you listen to their stories, what I want you to do is, is a couple of things. First, I want you to be thinking of and praying for them as they're being baptized. Pray that God would just give them a, a renewed excitement for the relationship that they have with Jesus Christ and that's depicted in baptism. But then secondly, think about yourselves. Think about, ask yourself this question, where am I? What is most meaningful to me about baptism? Maybe it's cleansing, maybe it's a new life, maybe it's the joining with the community, maybe it's the being on the same team, the same mission as Jesus. I don't know what it's gonna be for you, but as you think about it, ask yourself, Lord, pray to him and say, Lord, what do you want me to see this morning in these baptisms? And if you've already been baptized as a reflection of your faith in Christ, take a minute or so and thank him for that. Just, just remember your baptism and thank him, not so much for the physical act of baptism, but for the spiritual reality that's behind that. So do that if you're a follower of Jesus Christ who's already been baptized. If you're a follower of Christ who has never been baptized as a reflection of your faith in Christ, then take a minute or so and pray and ask God if he might be prompting you that that's a step of faith that you need to begin to explore and eventually take. And if that's where you are, 
then in early 2017, so just a couple of months from now, we're going to set aside some time and we're going to have a baptism seminar where you can come and where you can learn, where you can ask questions, where you can explore, where you, where you can find out more about, is this a step of faith that I ought to be taking, that God would have me to take? And so if that's you, hang on and in an early 2017, we're going to spend some time and we're going to talk about that as well. And if you're here this morning and you're saying, I don't know about this whole baptism thing. I don't know about this whole Jesus thing. I was actually a little bit more interested in the whole Pink Floyd and the Rolling Stones, you know, and, and all of that. You know, if that's where you are, I know that you're here this morning because God has been prompting you even just a little bit, even if it's through a friend who invited you here this morning. And I am so glad that you've come here this morning because Renaissance is a place where we can explore and we can ask questions and we can find out more about who Jesus is, what it means to have a relationship with him and how that can make a difference in our lives. And so if that's where you are this morning, I would love to meet you. I know Christian would love to meet you. If we can be of any help to you in your journey, in your exploration, let us know. We could grab a cup of coffee. We could grab lunch. We could talk. I'd love to answer any questions that you may have if that's where you are this morning. So in a couple of minutes, uh, Garrett and Caroline are going to come up and they're going to be baptized and they're going to public, publicly proclaim their faith in Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And what I want to do now is I want us to take just a minute or so together and I want us to pray for them and I want us to pray as well for ourselves. So would you join me as we pray? Heavenly Father, I thank you for Caroline. I thank you for her love for you. I thank you that she is your daughter. I thank you for the work that you have done in her life. And I thank you as well for Garrett, that he's your son. I thank you for his faith in you and how you have been working uh, in his life. And I thank you that both of them want to be baptized this morning as a reflection of their faith in you and in your son and in what he has done for them. And I pray that this would be a wonderful step in their faith journey. I pray that as we hear their stories that they would be encouraged, but I pray as well that we would be encouraged. I pray that in the coming months and years as they look back on, on this morning and their baptism, that they would be reminded over and over and over again of the incredible love that you have for them in the sacrifice that you gave of your son. And I pray for us this morning that we, as we hear them share what you have been doing in their lives, I pray that it would remind us of what you have been doing in our lives. And I pray that our focus would ultimately be on you and your great love for us. And we pray all these things in your name, Jesus. Amen.